Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, February 18th. S&P futures are trading down about 15 points. That's about um, 45 basis points. Europe is down about 50 basis points. And Asia finished in the red for the most part, although mainland China did decently. Um, and then, you know, recall yesterday, Asia also finished in the red. So for this morning, investors coming back, U.S. investors coming back from a three-day weekend, there's a lot of news for them to digest. Um, you know, the Vital Dawn is is long today. There's a lot of different items in there. I'm not going to be able to run through everything on this podcast, um, so be sure to take a look at it. Um, you know, in terms of kind of the order of priority, people obviously are focused very much on the Apple news last night or rather around four o'clock yesterday afternoon when they came out and said they were going to miss revenue expectations for the quarter due to production resuming at a slower pace than anticipated in China for the iPhone. And then also consumer demand in China being weaker, just given all of the stores being closed, all of the travel restrictions, et cetera. Um, they did not give out a new revenue range. Um, you know, recall, we're not even halfway through calendar Q1. So I think they probably don't even know what their revenue will wind up being. Um, if you go back to when they reported earnings at the end of January, the guidance that they initially gave for counter Q1 was above expectations. Um, and they said that you know they certainly tried to incorporate in some coronavirus effects into that range, but they just weren't sure of the ultimate fallout. So it's not even clear what you know how what the degree with which they're going to miss that revenue number. And like I said, the, the range had been above expectations at the time. So I don't think you're seeing a huge panic this morning following the Apple news. Um, you know, I think people's underlying assumption about the coronavirus all along has been that you're going to see enormous headwinds in calendar Q1, but they should dissipate by Q2. Um, you know, I, I, I push back a little bit on that assumption. I think you're definitely going to see some of the effects lingering into Q2. Um, but I, I think it is safe to assume that most of it will be in Q1. So Apple doesn't necessarily, um, you know, undermine that assumption. So the, the question is then, you know, it, it does suggest that the Q1 economic and earnings hole could be deeper than expected, um, but doesn't necessarily assume, doesn't necessarily signal that the effects will go beyond Q1. Um, you know, so that's, I think, the Apple fallout. Other than Apple, there wasn't a ton of new news on the coronavirus front. Although Macau yesterday morning did say that the casinos there will reopen um, this Thursday. So, you know, you definitely are seeing more signs of production and activity resuming very slowly in China. Um, you know, you, you hear reports of various different factories opening. They are opening at, at um, you know, with reduced headcount and you still have a lot of restrictions in place. Um, but the country is gradually trying to, um, you know, restart operations. On the economic front, the big number was probably the Japanese GDP release yesterday morning. So that's Monday morning, which was awful. Um, well below expectations. And it looks like you're probably going to see a Japanese recession, just given that Q4 was negative, And then it looks like Q1 will probably print negative as well. Um, for this morning, you had the German's AEW survey for February was very soft. So economic data in general is pretty poor. Um, you are seeing kind of the, the stimulus narrative shift a little bit away from central banks and towards fiscal stimulus. You have a lot of different countries, um, including China, as well as the UK and other countries in Europe. Um, Singapore, et cetera, talking about higher fiscal deficits and using more um, fiscal tools to help stimulate growth. Um, that being said, the Ch China's PBOC yesterday morning lowered um, one of their repo rates slightly. Um, you know, I don't think that's really a meaningful action. Their main loan prime rate, the LPR, they will be cutting that this Thursday. Most likely, they'll be cutting it this Thursday. Um, so China is kind of still pulling on various different levers to help stabilize growth um, amid the coronavirus fallout. Um, 
it was interesting over the weekend, there were a ton of articles talking about how the White House is considering even more restrictions on China's ability to access US technology. So um, obviously, Huawei already has a lot of limits placed on it. Now they're talking about how they want to cut off Huawei's ability to buy chips even from non-US companies, so such as Taiwan Semi. Um, and the mechanism with which they will do that would be to require Taiwan Semi to obtain a license to ship chips to Huawei that that use American equipment. So most of these fabs are utilizing um, you know, high-end American equipment to build these chips. And so that would be the mechanism with which the U.S. could impose limits on non-U.S. fabs to ship chips to Huawei. There was also articles about how um, GE may not obtain a license to ship new engines to to um, to China for uh, commercial airliners. So um, just a variety of different new restrictions being considered. It's unclear what will actually be um, launched. It's unclear what the you know the ultimate effect will be um, on China. But you, you know you definitely that that certainly is not helping sentiment either. Um, and just on, uh, I, I would say the, the most important news or the most interesting news is probably on the micro front today. So in addition to Apple, you had Alstom formally buying Bombardier's rail business. Um, ben Franklin, BEN, is in advanced talks to buy Leg Mason. That deal could be announced this morning, according to various reports. ConAgra cut its guidance yesterday. Dell is in talks to sell its RSA business. That's its big security business. Um on the Eurozone earnings front, you had a lot of reports out, including Intercontinental Hotels, Glencore BHP, but the big one is HSBC. So not only do they have earnings, but they're also announcing a huge restructuring. They're going to be cutting 35,000 jobs, cutting the balance sheet $100 billion. Um, in Italy, there was a very unexpected um, uh, there was very unexpected bank M&A news. So Intesa San Paolo is launching a surprise unsolicited bid for its rival UBI. Um, this is probably, that would be one of the largest Eurozone, um, bank combinations since the financial crisis. This is something a lot of investors have been hoping and wishing for that you'd see more consolidation. Um, you know, I think that news is being overshadowed by HSBC and just the general risk off sentiment, but, um, you know, that news I I think is certainly positive for Eurozone banks and it is helping Italy to outperform the rest of, uh, Europe this morning. So, like I said, there's a lot of other news. Um, just quick on the political front, Bloomberg, it looks like, is going to qualify for tomorrow's debate. So the Wednesday night Democratic debate, this will be the first one that Bloomberg will be on the stage. Um, and then, obviously, we have the Nevada caucuses this Saturday. Um, and it looks like Bernie, again, is going to win that, just given all the recent polls. Um, and it's just a question of, you know, Bernie is able to achieve a plurality of support, given that his opposition right now is dispersed among a variety of different candidates. Um, and so we'll see if that changes at all. Biden remains the front runner in South Carolina, although, you know, that could shift pretty dramatically because Biden had been the front runner in Nevada just um, even even a couple of days ago. Uh, so that is everything um, in terms of the news items. Um, you know, personally, I think for the market, I, I think the biggest risk is on the political front, just around um, expectations. I think expectations are very complacent, where people assume Trump is going to um, easily secure a second term. And I do agree that he is headed for a second term, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as it looks right now. Um, you know, a variety of different things could happen, including Bernie underperforming expectations. Expectations are very high for him right now. Or you see one of these non-Bernie 
um, you know, quote unquote, moderate candidates really start to break out and capture a lot of support. And that that person could be Bloomberg. Um, or you see a real, um, you know, steep downturn in domestic economic data owing to the coronavirus. Um, you know, obviously, the economy is going to be one of Trump's strongest points while he runs for re-election. If that were to be undermined and all that, that would obviously change the calculus for November. Just quickly looking into today's session for the U.S., um, I think the big re- the big news are probably going to be the Walmart earnings report that's coming out um, soon, out this morning. Um, there's not really a ton of economic data. There's not um, there's not really anything else in super important on the micro front. Um, just quickly looking out on the week. So you're going to have Walmart this morning. You have ADI tomorrow morning and Deer Friday morning. Those are probably the biggest reports. Um, Democratic debate tomorrow night with Bloomberg being uh, appearing for the first time. Nevada caucuses on Saturday. You have Fed minutes Wednesday, ECB minutes on Thursday. And like I said before, China is probably going to be cutting this loan prime rate um, uh, Thursday morning. And then you have flash PMIs for February out Friday morning. And that's going to be the first big economic data point um, for the month of February. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.